how's it going, everyone? Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Music Reviewer Podcast. My name's Josh. I'm the Music Reviewer, and uh, today we will be covering another album in our uh, album review series. Today is going to be episode 14, and I am going to be covering the latest album by uh, Phoebe Bridgers, uh, Punisher. Before we get started, I just want to let everyone know that uh, the latest album review was... uh, latest excellent work by Pottery, uh, titled Welcome to Bobby's Motel. Um, that one was uh, a bit of a surprise for me. Uh, really great album. If, interested, if you're interested in that band or that album, please check that review out. Um, I also have some uh, reviews before that that I released uh, for last week, or technically this week's uh, Best and Worst Track of the Week. That one seems to be doing well in the grand scheme of things, so... Um, if you guys like that series uh thank you um, i'll keep on making more of those videos and uh yeah let's get into this phoebe bridgers album so it seems like i'm probably gonna have a little bit to say about this album review so uh yeah let's get into this phoebe bridgers album um so let's go ahead and uh, talk a little bit about who phoebe bridgers is phoebe bridgers is an american singer songwriter from la uh, she gained traction in 2017 with her debut album stranger in the alps um, prior to that, I think she was sort of like an independent artist that kind of caught a break when she met Ryan Adams, um, or Ryan Adams caught uh, caught her attention or something like that. Um, and was she released an album on his label. There's some controversy um, going on uh, with that sort of relationship. Uh, important thing is that Phoebe Bridgers did gain some traction in 2017 when she released her album on another record label separately from that one that Ryan Adams uh, put her music on. And um, after that, she sort of became like a, a, you know, like a sort of sweetheart in the indie blogosphere and all that. Um, She's got a lot of positive press. um, And then later she formed uh, the super group after releasing that album, Stranger in the Alps called um boy genius boy genius was a i guess a collective with some of her contemporaries such as julian baker lucy dacus which are also up-and-coming senior songwriters in the indie um i guess indie blogosphere world um that make you know similar music but phoebe's a little bit in her own little niche um julian baker's more of like this um I guess it's more of like a singer-songwriter base, less rock-influenced. Um, Lucy Dacus, I haven't really heard much of her, but it seems like she's more on the rock side. Uh, anyways, Boy Genius was critically acclaimed uh, in that one album they released. It was uh, it coincided with the Me Too movement, and with that being an all-female band, it kind of promoted this awareness revolving of that move, uh, revolving around that movement. Um, but Bridgers. Uh, proved herself and it seems that she could uh, be um be i guess uh, versatile and form other projects such as better oblivion community center with Conrad obers of bright eyes fame and his own venture uh, i'm not a huge Conrad obers fan not that i don't like his music i just have never gotten into it um probably just because of my own uh, laziness i just haven't picked up many of his albums and listened uh, I do recognize some of his songs with Bright Eyes, but I would say that I actually caught 
Better Oblivion Community Center caught my attention uh, with me not even knowing who was in that band. Uh, I remember listening to some of their stuff uh, without even knowing Phoebe Bridgers or Cobra Robos were in there. I just thought it was just this duo that was making some pretty cool music at the time. Anyways, that project caught some traction, and now here we are. Phoebe Bridgers released her sophomore album, Punisher. Um, and it's a little bit of a... Uh, unique situation with Miss Bridgers because um, she's such a unique talent that could fit into different mini projects. Like she's proven, but she can still remain focused and release unique music on her own venture under the name Phoebe Bridgers. Um, her music is kind of like a brand of folk with hints of Americana, pop, and indie rock. Uh, and what makes her music industry uh, interesting, I'm sorry, is this pure candid nature to it. And when you combined like the way she uses her lyrics to tell a story with this authentic nature, um, and then her light and angelic vocal tone, there's like a distinct nature to her music, I think. Um, now, with that being said, there's obvious influences and similarities to contemporaries that are in that genre that she's in, this folk indie kind of thing, which is fine. All artists have influences, but I think Phoebe Bridgers is set to eventually become an artist that probably doesn't need a solo. Uh, follow a certain sound uh, or trend. Uh, think maybe like Fiona Apple or Bjork. Um, so yeah, straight. Uh, and I'll go back and talk a little bit right now about her debut album, Stranger in the Alps. This album was a little bit more straightforward with the tracks. Um, there was things thrown in there like the song Georgia that seemed to appeal more to like the norms and contemporary laid-back alternative indie rock at the time. Think Lumineers or Vance Joy. Um, and then there's also songs that have hints of alternative country uh, with uh, tracks like Would You Rather um, on that album. And I think this brings up an interesting, interesting topic with Phoebe Bridgers' music, which she can be versatile enough to have something sound like alternative country, which is, if you're not too experienced with alternative country, not many people are, it's basically country without the Nashville. So it's like, the actual hillbilly shit, you know, um, and um, and then yeah, the other track Georgia on there was like radio friendly, almost alternative. Um, and I think maybe those tracks were put on there to see what did better, maybe streaming wise, um, and what Phoebe Bridgers can gravitate towards commercially. I'm not sure. I that's just a speculation. But it seems like in Punisher, all that bullshit was cut out. It seems like she just did whatever the fuck she wanted um, in this album. Um, it's a little bit less uh, friendly. Um, it is still has it still has plenty of elements of pop, but it just seems like there was like a quirky and weirdness that she went with, um, you know. And you can easily kind of tell that with kind of like her aesthetic. She kind of like. Anytime she's in the public eye, she wears like this skeleton suit, this onesie thing. Um, that could just be to appeal to the Punisher theme, but I think it's also tells a little bit more about her quirkiness. And this isn't really like a fun, quirky album. It's actually very serious, um, but that could just be um, maybe it's just her portraying some sort of uh, counterbalance to that with uh, with a little bit of the different weird things going on in this album and immediately you do see that um in the first main track garden song dvd menu is technically the first track but um 
it's more of an interlude track. Um, it's this pretty string melody type thing. Um, there's some weird noises and tones. Uh, it's something that's done in numerous albums, but Garden Song is the, officially first, the official first song. It's probably the, one of the most commercially successful on this album. You hear it a lot on contemporary indie radio. Um, there's like a gently put guitar on it. It has a nice like color. And there's these really pitched down vocals that like are maybe two or three octaves down from Phoebe's like actual melody like range that have like this deep demonic <laughs> undertone to it in the track. And that's what, what I mean by what's weird in this album stuff like that that you don't see anyone doing it you would think it sounds bad but it actually kind of works so yeah um there's like this weird stutter synth in the track it's like this and sampled bits in there the guitar is tastefully used there's some harp i think thrown in in the chorus or something like that that follows the vocal line and the song has many subtle details it's it's it works as a song and it's very uh i guess accessible too um that's why i think it's the first song on the album but there's some weird quirkiness to it um but in my opinion maybe like my personal favorite on this whole entire album just because i'm a sucker for stuff like this is kyoto um i like the drum sounds in there automatically the drum set here sounds more live alive than it was in the previous project. There's some lovely warm production in the track. There's some melodic horns thrown in the chorus, gives it a nice touch. Uh, the vocal harmonies are pretty and there's a melodic motif that reoccurs a lot uh, in this track. It's immediately at the beginning, you can hear it. Um, it has a nice and joyful energetic mood to the track, uh, perhaps the most energetic in the whole entire album. Um, the lyrical content, um, here it gets a little abstract. It seems like it's something that's deeply personal to Bridgers um, on a particular relationship. Um, I didn't look too deeply into that, but um, I, I thought Kyoto was nice. It was more of like a rock type, uh, indie rock type track. Um, and I think the next track that I found interesting was two tracks later, Halloween. This one has like a nice tranquil folk-like aesthetic. It has like these a lot electronic embellishments that color the track and like these really low tones that are severally mixed in. It sounds like maybe double bass. Um, like these rich organic textures. I don't know if it's like guitar or mandolin thrown in, but it's like a very low key track, but it's still engaging. If you just kind of get lost in it, you can. Um, I thought that was a nice track. Um, and then the, I guess you kind of get into the meat and potatoes of the album after this because Chinese Satellite is another good track. It's probably very similar to what I'd say Julian Baker's style is. Um, it has like this strummed electric guitar, um, a nice weird electronic effect in the voice, this really wet drum sound that fits in nicely into the mix. Uh, the song has moments that are lush with string textures. Uh, it has like this U2-esque like um, guitar line in there as the track develops. Um, that Chinese satellite was quite nice. Um, Moon Song was interesting too. That was the next track. There's like this washed out drum track in the mix. Um, the voices in this track just sound like they're floating lightly, like stuff that's blowing in the wind on a windy day. Um, 
it sounds this track in my opinion was probably the most derivative of uh i guess various artists it sounds like bon ivor at times but it really just sounds like a more uh, subdued version of Maisie stars fall into you that song from the 90s um it's not a bad song but i just kind of noticed that and there's like this kind of adult alternative vibe going on with a spacey twist at times in the album um that's just something i noticed um and then two tracks over after that uh, we have icu this is probably the most um this track right here uh, it's very reliant on the vocal chorus in the book where she says i feel something that's the part that gra i tend to gravitate more towards um this track is, I guess, very opposite of what I feel Phoebe Bridgers does the best, and I'll get to that here in a sec. It's So what this track does is it has like this steady mechanical sound to it, and that's due to like this eight-note rhythmic idea that's just constant in the song that drives it. And it's a bit different from like the loose and exposed singer-songwriter style that I think she does, that she does best in. Um, maybe the this track like the climatic part the climatic part that it builds up to it could have used a little bit more power to it and i don't know if it was a production choice but i don't know if it was just done that way because it was supposed to cover up her voice or they tried not to cover up her voice um and maybe that's why they didn't want the mix like in the instruments to like be as strong but i feel like that's what the track needed um and maybe that's just because her vocal tone is a little thin, but that's why she her voice works better in like these folk folky exposed like uh, tracks where there's like organic instrumentation, acoustic stuff, uh, which brings us to Graceland Two, which is probably one of the best songs on the album. It has like this organic folk aesthetic. Uh, it's probably the most folky song on the album. It sounds almost like country as well. Um, and like it has these mandolin sounds and with strings there's a lyrical um sung motif that reoccurs a lot in the vocals um and i think sometimes simpler works better for phoebe because she does have like this angelic voice um but i think for it to shine it needs to have something that's light underneath um and then we have the closing track i know the end well this one is an interesting track because it's long and it's it develops a lot it has like this story storytelling quality it has like a lot of geographical references that kind of thing um <clears throat> i like the chorus effect in the guitar that leads the track into like this transitional part um it develops uh, quite nicely with like these accentuated guitar uh, quarter notes um it has a very compositional grandiose quality like almost musical theater like because the ending is quite large. There's like a lot of layers and textures and a lot of craziness, even Phoebe screams at the very end. And it's a great ending to this album. I feel like this song kind of uh, is a saving grace some t at, uh, at times uh, for this album. Not that this album was bad, but um, uh, without it, I know the end and just something else thrown in, I feel like this album would have been a lot different. Um, but yeah, overall, I'm feeling like 
this was a good album for Phoebe Bridgers. It's it's obviously getting positive reviews, and I I think deservedly so. I think this is a strong seven out of ten. Um, there's some things on here that I think kind of uh, were I guess repeated as a po- uh, repeated like in Stranger in the Alps that dichotomy between whether she wants to be like this, you know, this folk artist uh, or like this, like indie pop queen or something like that. Uh, But I think that kind of, that kind of works because she's probably not going to be any of those. She's probably just going to be her own thing. Uh, Like I said earlier in the review, she seems like she's probably on her way to just be this kind of juggernaut that can really just do whatever sounds she wants and, People are going to listen to it and it's going to work. Um, so, yeah, I, I dug this album. Um, I decided to see what happens next. Or she goes back to Boy Genius. She does more Better Oblivion. Just does some more, you know, uh, quirky projects. But, um, yeah, I think she's a great artist. Um, check this album out. Whether you listen to her or not, uh, you're probably going to end up liking something. Um, and, yeah, that's the end of the review. Thanks for joining me if you made it all the way to the end. Um, I'm Josh, and I'll be reviewing some more music soon.